All right, everybody, welcome to another episode. And this is a very special one because we've got someone here who is very synonymous with the word challenge. In fact, you can't even tell the story of the challenge without her. In my eyes, she's a trailblazer. Anissa, thanks for being here. Thank you. Well, that was sweet and unexpected. I appreciate that. Listen, I have trailblazer. (laughs) I have to make you feel very at home here, you know? I thank you. I'm also on my bed, so I feel very comfortable. So you got the best of both worlds, home there and home here. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you now, since we're talking about trailblazers and stuff, you are the first host of the Challenge podcast. Mm -hmm. And being on the opposite end here of the chair, does that feel weird ever? Or you kind of know the song and dance? I mean, I think I've always had a knack for it. So it wasn't like it wasn't that hard to get into like a rhythm, especially since it started with my best friend. Mm-hmm. And now that I've been doing a lot with Davon, that's been really nice, like a nice change of like energy and whatever. And she, you know, we can call each other out on certain things. And that's been that's been really cool, too. Um, the only thing that gets crazy is like I've already watched it. And say I've already been on the show, like it just makes it a little difficult to give like more of an unbiased opinion because I know exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm a you know a viewer in that sense. So that makes it a little difficult. And like you kind of have, you know, not to walk on eggshells, but to be a little bit more careful because you do go back to the show and you don't want to, you know, hurt people's feelings, but. I'm sure what we say on the podcast is not nearly as bad as what the trolls say online. So that's another thing too. It's like brave of you to put yourself in that position, not only for what you have to go back to, like within the lines of like the confines of the show, but almost out of the show too, because you're kind of putting yourself in the line of fire with, cause you're in an elevated position, like, and the fans are very protective over mm-hmm. their, over the show. So whatever you say is essentially like, if they don't, agree or like your opinion or like you're like running the risk of that so was there any on your part trepidation about getting involved in that position or was it a no-brainer at all really i mean when they offer you that kind of position you say yes um i love to be the first to be like a part of something like with all stars with this i love that like women were fronting this one and like it it just felt great um i just i i don't give a shit because it's like they're gonna people are gonna talk about me regardless whether it's good or bad, even if I do great things, they'll always remember the one negative. Like, it's just, that's how the fans are. And I think that people who watch the show, like, that's the beauty of the show. You have the ability to create whatever you want out of it. You know, you can see us for who we are. You can see us for the edit. You can see and make your decision if you like us or not. Um, and for certain diehard fans of certain people, like, I'm not going to change their mind about me. Mm-hmm. you know, or their faves. And that's not what I'm there to do. You know, we're there to interview people and get their perspective on their experience on the challenge. And, and that's it. And it's fine. I don't really mind it. <laughs> that's all you can do. Cause if you put yourself in a position like where you are right now, if you care about everything that somebody says about you, it's going to like eat you alive in this space. I, I never do. You can't do the show if you're ever going to feel like that. I think I was just blessed to come on at a time where I didn't have as much access to me. Mm-hmm. So I think with Twitter and Instagram and everything else, like 
I don't know how I would have gotten through, you know, body shaming and, and, you know, race, you know, racially insensitive shit, like all of that stuff. Um, I'm just glad I, I did real world in a time where like, it was important to do the show. Not saying it's not important now. I just think at that time, like real world really served a purpose. No so. doubt. When, when analyzing kind of, cause you were, you've basically been in like every era at this point. So you've experienced like kind of, a, kind of the <laughs> right. whole, the whole gamut here. Mm-hmm. When analyzing kind of how the show as a genre is just viewed specifically, like, you know, the challenge, mm-hmm. Um, do you feel it's because when I look at it, I almost feel like back in the day it was very big and it was popular, but it felt more niche, whereas now it's more mm. like globally mainstream and how it's analyzed. Yeah. Now it feels like it's analyzed as a sport and there's more like spins yeah. and variations of it. Whereas back then it was more about like people, I guess. Yeah. And the reality part of it. Right. Now we're like j- a show. Mm-hmm. Like some reality people on it, like reality TV personalities, but it, yeah, it doesn't feel like what it used to feel like. Where it was a competition and people did take it seriously, but there was the there were the drama and the hookups and and the fun. And I don't know why they're moving away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the game's still fun, but I think. I just think it was different then. I don't know. And that's why I love All Stars. I think that, you know, with that show, we can still keep some of the old school stuff in there. But All Stars is still doing still doing challenges that are just as hard. So it's just the people that make it a bit different. Right. Could you see yourself doing another All Star season? Yeah, 100%. Cool. I would like to. Yeah, I've been asked to. It's just when you only have one functioning knee, it's kind of hard to uh, do all the shows they ask you to do. They asked me to do a few and I was like, I can't. Um, so it's been nice to have a break. To be how, how far along the recovery process are you? Um, about seven months. Okay. So take six to nine to heal. Like I'm definitely out of like the injury, the re-injury zone. Like I'm running again, but not on pavement. I've been doing CrossFit since November because I'm stubborn. November, December. Um, yeah, I've just been trying to like keep at it and you know get stronger and everything's been great. Yeah. So now this is a good question since we're on this whole topic of the shift. What what's something that you maybe like about from back in the day, more about now, and then maybe what's something you like about currently doing it that you like better than back then? I mean, back then, it just felt like summer camp, and you got with your friends, and you didn't get to go, like, with all of the shows that they're filming now, I literally could go on three or four shows a year mm-hmm. at the at this rate, you know? Like, I could have been on Global... I could have, you know what I mean? And then all star, like all of these shows, the one they're filming now, like there's so many that um, I just, they're just spitting them out. Right. You know, Um, but you really had to like be selected for this show. So you had to fit the dynamic and there was this giant unmarried single pool to pull from um, of people that didn't care to show their ass a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> and, he, and, you know, and they were polarizing figures. So I thought that was awesome. Now I like it because the paycheck's bigger. 
<laughs> well, that's well, that's blunt, yeah. But it's, <laughs> no, but it's it's like. <laughs> no, you're you're no. I'm glad you said that. I'm very I'm glad. Not, I'm not pay, I'm not playing with like like it was fine when we were younger to get paid fifteen hundred bucks a week. Like we didn't care. We thought we were doing like we were there to play the game to make it to the final to run that. Like that's what we wanted to do. But you also got to party with your friends and see the people that you hadn't seen for a year or maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very different. It almost feels it feels more like a job now, like an occupation. And I don't say that in a bad way. I mean, this is the only job I've, I've had besides being a dancer and like a bartender. Yeah. Um, and working in retail. It's like this is all I've known for two decades, you know, like I've been in this and... Um, I, yeah, the paycheck is nice, but I do have new friends now, so it is nice to go back. Um, it just feels more strict and more like we're here to compete, whatever else. So it has changed, um, in that way. No, I'm glad you brought up that last point because you guys were putting your, essentially stories in front of the world at that time is more this is i guess more so speaking towards real world but challenge too to yeah we definitely put, mm-hmm. you guys were putting like your lives out there for everybody to see and then having to come back and like whatever backlash that may be you guys had to face it yourselves yeah. and it was essentially pocket change to do that you know yeah versus right now yeah like we definitely were telling a story but now that there are one sorry one so many so many you know new faces it's like so many different stories that you have to tell and then like when do you have time for that and i did notice when we got especially with like all of the new people uh that we got on spies lies and allies i realized like when it was there when it was their episode where they were like going home or whatever to like really focus on that character and tell a little bit more about them because there, there's not enough time unless the show was on for like a year that you could, you know, tell Huey's story, tell Gabo's story, tell, you know. So it was, we got to know them because, you know, we had a lot of downtime there. Yeah. But uh, the people don't get to know them. So it kind of gets lost, that that relatable aspect to a lot of new characters that people don't know. Especially when they start on shows, I think, that are focused on, like, dating or love or whatever. Um, It's just very different than being on TV for a year and people, like, growing up with you and seeing where shit started at, like, 19 or 20. So I think that also makes the show a little different now. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. People knew your story, for example, coming off of real world Chicago. Like you, you have several different things about you that people watching you can identify with. So that's like Mm -hmm. what makes them want to root for you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do do, do you, is one of the reasons why you continue to keep coming back is for the, for those people that like might be able to identify with yourself, you know, you're multiracial, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. Like I just did, um, challenge mania event shout out challenge mania mm-hmm. i love love scott yeager i love derek but scott scotty's my boy and i'm very grateful that they bring me out because it's i i don't realize that you know as much as there are these loyal diehard like older fans 
there are these new ones that I don't know how, <laughs> maybe they've watched old seasons, are like, thank you. And, like, I've been watching it since I was 13. I'm like, shit. Um, but all of that is, like, it's just so wonderful. It's And it's it's very humbling to, um, and you just feel like you're still doing the job that, that you kind of didn't sign up for. Like, I did real world not knowing how many people I'd affect, myself included. Um, and I didn't know that it would just transcend time, basically. So now it's, like different ages different backgrounds of people being like thank you and i think that's that is one reason why i mean the main reason is to prove to myself that i can do these things but right under that is is to be like hey you can do this shit too yeah you know i like don't let anybody don't take yourself and don't let anybody say that you can't like there are there are so many things that people can do that they don't think they can until that moment so as long as I can be like that hope or whatever for people, then you know my my job is done. It's it's the it's the reward I should say. Mm-hmm. Like you feel rewarded in the end when you're able to um, touch on a certain audience. You almost yeah. feel all right. My job here is uh, I'm doing. Yeah, my- yeah, I love that part of it. Mm-hmm. So, did you have any aspirations for yourself prior to Real World Chicago of, like, I want to do this, or... Yeah, I mean, I just got out, I just got out of high school, was my first year of college, when I got cast for Real World, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. My first thing was, like, I wanted to be on Broadway, I wanted to be a singer, Um, you know, I was in a band and everything uh, before I left, when I got home. I was in school to be a teacher, and that changed, even though I wouldn't mind teaching now. Uh, And even though I had those aspirations then, I'm glad that I started back in school in my 30s -hmm. to see, like, what I really wanted to do, which is not business. But, um, yeah, so being a, you know, counseling psychologist, you know, that focuses on, you know, trauma and like sexual abuse and like all those things like a sex therapist marriage and family whatever um that feels like what i'm supposed to do like any type of counseling is what i think i was supposed to do like if i never have children if i never do that like i feel like that kind of fills that of like really helping kids and adults you know um to reach their fullest potential and live healthy, happy lives like that, that would be great. So, you know, I applied to grad school, so we got to see how many shows I can do before I actually have to go to grad school and, and uh, retire from the show. <laughs> you recently graduated too, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine like the, um, the culture shock, not only of coming off a show, because this is another thing I talk about a lot too with cast members, but like, in the middle of those gaps, having to, like, go to take classes and stuff, too, at the same time. Oh, my God. They're, like, on Snapchat, like, Anise is in my class. And, like, I'm very, like, I'm not teacher's pet, but I'm a nerd. Like, I sit in the front row. I will tell a student to shut up. Like, I'm paying for my school. Uh, it's schooling. Like, <laughs> j- just shut up. Um, I email my professors all the time. Like, I just have such a gr- good rapport with my professors. I take school really seriously. So, like... When I'm there, it's like no bullshit, it's no nonsense. 
um, I'm there and I'm I'm out. Like, I don't want to be there for any other reason. Um, but there are times like where kids are like, I know you. So when I had gone back for my last semester, I had we had stopped and gone online because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I went back to finish in what twenty one. Beginning of 22, I think I graduated. Maybe. So everybody was in masks. So it was a little bit easier to disguise myself. So I was like, yes, no distractions, especially when like you have an interesting season. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything with Nani. And when we did Total Madness, that was airing. Shit with All Stars. Like all of that stuff was airing while I was still in school. So I would just take withdrawals and leaves of absence because I had. I made Dean's list most semesters. So I was always in good standing that my professors would let me go. Mm. So I don't know how I balance the two things because it's virtually impossible and it definitely takes a little bit longer to graduate, but it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Like the slight pat on the back with the Dean's list, you know, got Oh yeah. I just had to let you guys know. (laughs) Gotta let that slip through uh, the cracks. (laughs) Yeah. I love school. Yeah. If you could trade in the Dean's list for the challenge win, which one would you do? <laughs> uh, I'll take a challenge win. I can always get back on Dean's list. I, I mean, it's fine. I mean, there's so many wins, though. Being on TV for 20 years is a win. Yeah, it's very win. Yeah. You not, know, how many people could say that, you know, but 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 we've seen in in recent history some of the women that win don't come back. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, do I want to keep coming on and being like, you could do this shit. You might not take first place, but like you can, you can run the final with a, for four days with a sprained ankle and a torn ACL or a torn meniscus or whatever I had at the time. Like you can literally play until you can't walk. You can't move like that kind of heart. That's a win for me. I mean, it sucked, but there are these small victories, you know, that, that, that a $500,000 aren't going to really beat. Yeah. Listen, like I said, at the top of the program here, you can't tell the story without you. Like, like a win, you. win, you know, obviously very. So sweet. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing my, uh, <laughs> I'm doing my due diligence here. <laughs> But yeah, you genuinely just can't tell, you know, the story without certain people and you fit under that category. So I guess that leads into my next point. Um, do, do you take it as like flattery if somebody like were to tell you that or like do you not take yourself too seriously in that regard? Because as you know, being in that space, some people can become, you know, consumed by it. Like kind of like you have to acknowledge me as this or like I'm the best this. Like you don't really no. carry yourself that way. No, I don't care. Like if... You saying that means a lot. I would, and I do feel like, I do feel like a trailblazer in my own right, but I will never, ever act like that. Like, I don't, I don't walk around like I deserve certain things except respect as a human being. Yeah. Not, not because I'm a trailblazer, not because I've been here forever, because I'm a human being. And if I work my ass off, just respect me. That's all. Mm -hmm. Just don't be a dick. Be a good person. Like, it's just, it's not that hard. It's one of the easiest things to do. Um, and I, I try to practice that. So, you know, I'm not too good to take a picture. I'm not too good to FaceTime your family. You know, I'm not too good to, to give you a hug. If I'm rushing, sure, whatever. 
but like I'm I'm a person like everyone else and you know I have I have good and bad days but I try and put on you know my best face when like I run into people or like I'm doing a show like I try my best to to stay humble mm-hmm. it's really not that hard but yeah you know you just remind yourself like there are bigger things going on than me like I am not the most important thing that ever existed in this world right did you have any prior practice when it comes to like podcasting prior to that like because for me personally you fit so seamlessly in but i think a reason why that is is because when you watch the show there's certain like people like right off the bat you could be like that's like a narrator type person mm-hmm. in the confessionals like it's one thing to deliver like you know in the quote unquote elimination or like daily thing but mm-hmm. there's also another element to the show which is like the social commentary and people such as like you, Jemmy, Devon, like those are type people that come to mind when I think of like commentary. Johnny, Kyle, yeah. Devin, like they're all very funny. I think that you have to have, you have to be like quick and it's like not, not to toot my own horn, but I guess I'll toot it a little bit. Like not knowing what the producers are going to ask you, but kind of like, conversationally like i already know the next question i know that if you're going to tell me this i'm going to give you the long enough answer that you're going to get those four questions answered without Mm -hmm. having to stop me so i think that's been practice we also after real world um most of real world and road rules kids we all had to do um i think we went to ucla to do a like uh public speaking training um and like with presentations at school like i i have no issue public speaking and i think that also um that also helps right so and i did a lot of commentary in college too like that shit was a lot but um i kind of think it all it all helps out but I think you naturally have to be that quick. Like somebody answers something and you're like, wow. Or they talk about something and they totally get off topic. You're like, how do I draw them back in with the notes that I have right here? (laughs) You know? So it's like just zingers or like keywords or like something that draws. Like speaking of, did you, you know, even if it's totally like from left field to draw that back, like just the ability to have to like move on a dime, I think helps me be able to podcast. It's like a conscious subconscious thing that you have to have in podcast. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I like drift off because I have ADD and I'm like, do and then I'll be right back in the conversation. Like I could be staring and like not even thinking, and I'm like, shit, I'm still here. <laughs> I have to like, you know, which is which is kind of not not a problem with having you know two to four people on at once, but um, it lightens the load a little. But you still have to play kind of this you know, tennis match with each other, mm-hmm. which, which can be really fun. Right. Like there's a point that you might not be able to relate to, but like, if you just have to be like listening to something they'll say, but you'll be able to bounce off of their point with like a counterpoint type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've kind of noticed a lot with myself doing this. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had another question about real world Chicago. Some of my sure. subscribers wanted me to ask you about this. And I think I might have had, I think, Kara, your, Kara from your season, she's mm. been on here. So I think she might have talked about this, too, if I remember correctly. Um, they had, like, 
a different group of cast members for like a day, I want to say, in there. And then filmed stuff. And then brought you and, I think, Chris in. Do you, do you know anything about this? No. What is she talking about? I, she said that there was like a separate thing that got filmed with other cast members. And then they like brought you and Chris in after that. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't get what. Did she film something that I didn't know about? Maybe. Because Theo and I, I think, or me, but maybe Theo and Car and Carrie were the first two people in the house, and then I came. Or no, maybe me and Theo. No, Theo and somebody, and then me. So Theo you don't, and Tanya. So you don't remember filming me. anything with anybody else, right? Like Only any after. We did a movie called, like, it was, like, the real world, and then they, like, stole the cast members, and then this fake cast came in, but... Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe that was it, then. I'm gonna have to text her. When yeah. did you talk to her? I spoke to her, la yeah, actually, last year at this time, yeah. Oh, yeah, we spent uh, New Year's Eve together. Oh, cool. So... Yeah, we had dinner and drinks, yeah. Nice little nugget there, because everybody, everybody always wants to know, like, do uh, real-world castmates keep up? Yeah, we do, and then we then we group text everybody, and and I don't think anyone responded. Maybe Theo, like happy, happy New Year, but and Kyle's like you know DM'd me back when he's not so busy. Yeah, Kyle's killing it right now. He's yeah, but we knew he would. Mm hmm. I wish he would have done the challenge though. I think he would have been great. Oh, he would have actually been very good. I think. Yeah, it. yeah, he would. <laughs> uh, and he was just so funny i was like we didn't get enough that's that's like the one thing about him um he he does the nfl network shows so he's kind of like the um comedy relief like he's always yeah, he's, he's like, so funny he's the pop culture guy him and i would make i mean he's i wit he's so funny car is so funny i mean i don't know mm -hmm. i mean we were we were a funny group do, do you remember, well, you obviously remember, but, like, do you remember, like, because I think, like, if somebody experiences something, like, traumatic or, like, memorable in their life, they're very easily able to, like, draw their mind back to, like, what happened. Mm -hmm. Do you remember those exact moments right before they uh, showed you what was happening in September 11th that day? Mm-hmm. I woke up because my dad called me. This was before the plane, before anything. He was like, happy birthday. I was like, thanks, Dad. And then my mom called, of course, with a whole different reaction, because that's my mom. Even if it weren't 9-11, I mean, this, my mom's just, just, there's a drama factor. But she was like, um, plane crash into the World Trade Center, da, 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 all the stuff. And we were actually going to take our cast photos. Wow. So we ended up going, we were in the car. And mind you, we don't have a TV. We don't have a radio. We don't have a newspaper. We don't have shit. We get in the car driving. And I think it's still like so, so new. Mm -hmm. All we heard was flight, whatever, hit this. So we didn't know the severity of the situation. Because it would have been different, like a piece of debris or like a, like we didn't know anything. So, you know, there is that wall. And with real world, it's very different than the challenges like, you couldn't talk to anyone. I tried to break that. You couldn't talk to anyone on production. Um, so we all went to this bar right across from Wrigley Field. And 
Wrigley Stadium. Look at me, Wrigley Field. <laughs> and we go into the bar and we have them put on all the TVs. And once that happened, I mean, it was just like, I remember one of the, I think she was a PA or she could have been a TC, just grabbed me and we were crying. Everybody's hugging. Like it's just, and then Kyle's freaking out because he lives in New York. His girlfriend's there. It's like a whole, mm-hmm. a whole thing. And, um, we stood, we stayed there for a little, I don't really know what was going on. Then we ended up coming home, changing. And then, uh, they brought in our really tiny TV where we could actually like watch what was going on. Um, and then after that, there was like this sense of like, I don't know. It was like full on. Everybody was your friend. Like, your neighbors sang with you, we lit candles, and we would just sit outside for hours waving flags, and, like, it was just, it was extremely patriotic. I mean, I'd never felt like that in my life. I also didn't, you know, like, we had never experienced anything like that. You know, my grandfathers are both, in. my grandfather was in World War II with my uncle, like, they were all like, they all knew about those kinds of things. It was like the first thing that ever happened where I was scared to like, imagine what could happen next. Um, it was just very surreal because we were also filming a TV show, you know? So it, it really put things in perspective of like how small we were. And it made everything feel so real because like everybody because this, this would have came out at probably about five-ish months after it actually happened. Probably about. Yeah. Yeah, which makes people relive those moments again. So it's like doubly traumatic mm-hmm. to see that. But it's like a moment within a moment. Like you're watching a show, but you're watching something that was very traumatic. and mm-hmm. prob- People are watching us watch it. Which yeah. is like even even crazier. It's also it's also like really like eerie to think because you guys were season eleven, right? I believe mm-hmm. the season prior to that was back to New York, and mm-hmm. it was New York, and like the twin towers were like obviously pictured in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like very eerie to like think on. Yeah, it definitely was. So, but I know, I know like from talking to a lot of people with the real worlders, they say like the crowds of people like in that city don't take very kindly to real world coming and filming there. Mm -mm. You guys really got it bad though, right? Like there was riots and stuff. Mm -hmm. Outside. uh, Yeah. I definitely was in like spin magazine, giving a finger or something. (laughs) It's like, we were a big deal back then. So they threw a brick at our producer, Zoe, who's my sweetheart. Um, Yeah. We had to like sneak out the back. And, you know, they were talking about, like, the gentrification of the neighborhood. And I'm like, you understand that you guys moved in here and kicked everybody. Like, they kicked out all the black people and, like, basically raised the rent. And you guys moved in. And now you're all starving artists. Well, you wanted to live here. Mm-hmm. You know, and jazz up the neighborhood. Well, here you go. We didn't change the neighborhood. It turned, our house turned into a cheetah gym. And now I think it's for sale. as something else. So, like... It was just, it was ridiculous, but. Well, yeah. I, I think the most burning Chicago question, Anissa, has to be, did you get a chance to kind of decipher which is better between that and New York pizza-wise? 
Oh, wow. Very different pizzas. Like, Chicago really like their deep dish, like, style, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love, I hate crust. So, like, I was a big fan wow. of the deep dish. I've never been a crust girl. That's fair. I mean, bad crust. Never the crust across I, the street from my, well, bad sauce is a ruiner. Oh, that's why, that's why I personally, I mean, I don't know who's listening to this, but I personally think Domino's uses way too much sauce. That's just my Yeah, thing. I'm not really a big Domino's fan. How I pick Pizza Hut over Domino's. Same. But I love a good greasy, like, I don't eat pizza a lot, but I would pick that. But um, they're very different types of pizza, you know? But I am, you know, an East Coast girl, so. That's why I was like. Christ, Christ, stick with New York. That's why. However, I, like, I wouldn't mind the occasional Chicago pizza. Right. Just one slice, though. Like, New York pizza, you could eat. Like, oh. Chicago pizza's like, I could have a slice or two. Yeah, well, it fills you faster, the Chicago Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a pie. I've only had it once mm-hmm. when we went out, but it was good. Yeah. So, coming off of this show, real world specifically, but you can kind of, I guess, tie this into, like, your overall experience since you've kind of experienced um, both ends of the spectrum here with now doing the challenges – did you experience any type of mental withdrawal from doing the shows? Like, was it a tough transition coming back into normal life? Mm. Um, well, I had my first panic attack on Real World, which mm-hmm. kind of messed me up for about two weeks. And I was like, Kara, I don't feel well. I remember we went to Potbelly that day. I'm like, I don't even know if I could leave the house. I just didn't know where I was. Like, it was just like this. I just had a whole, like, freak out situation. So I came home, I mean, once the show was over, and of course that's like, it's, I don't know, it's just crazy because you're ripped out of a scenario where you've lived with these people for five months, five and a half months, and what's even crazier is they're still like strangers to me. Like, I know them in that trauma bond, like, environment. I know them in that, in that space. But, like, I wish I knew them more, you know? I wish we had, like, a year. (laughs) But being ripped out of that and then coming home to my environment, especially dealing with, like, anxiety after that, um, which I don't think is from being on the show. I I had anxiety before that. It just manifests itself differently. Um, But then I was on meds and all this other shit. And then it just, every time you go on a show, there is that, like, you need that transitional period when you get home to like decompress because you get ripped out of your environment, thrown in a new environment. Then you, then you can be pulled out of that environment at any time, injury, elimination, whatever, or it ends. And then you come home and you wake up and nobody's around you. It's mm. that first day of like, like I'll say for last season, especially like 10 weeks of doing that, 10 weeks of being with these people. And then that hundred hour final of like, living out in the woods with these people you know who are like your family at this point um i'm going through like some traumatic things injuries and otherwise especially with live like that was so painful to see and then coming home and being like where are these people i mean it was nice to to be have silence but it also was kind of weird because i wasn't used to it and there's always that like two week and a lot of us take it where it's just like, I even tell my mom, I'm like, phone's going to be down. 
I have to unpack. I have to wash everything. I just want to sit down. And then I'll go out to dinner like two days later by myself. (laughs) And then I'll come back home and like, you know, get readjusted. I mean, you have jet lag. You have, you know, like it's just, it's a very weird feeling. And it's so hard to explain it. But like, it definitely happens each time. Oh, that's an interesting thing to hear considering like, you know, it's something that still actively happens to you, right? Like, it's not something that can just go away over time, like, with doing shows, you know, like. Well, yeah, because I'm always by myself. I mean, I live alone. So, like, it's a shock when I have to come in and I'm like, these dishes. Like, it's okay. Like, it, it irritates me a little bit if I leave, like, something unless it's soaking in the in the sink. But, like, everybody's dish. It's just so much. And the bathroom. And, like toothpaste in the sink and shit that I just wouldn't do like it drives me nuts and then I get home and I'm like damn I wish somebody was cleaning for me in this kitchen but it it's just the little things um we get really happy that like you have your own bathroom you have your own bed that's big enough for human um you have your own shower oh that's the best um so there there are definitely pros and cons to coming back home but there's always an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Do you think like a protocol of like sort of like a bubble period transition in between like leaving the show and returning home would be useful for you guys? Like what? So like have us together still and go somewhere else? Not necessarily together, but like you're in like this little bubble where it's not normal life yet, but it's not like What does that bubble look like, though? It's like human exposure without, like, just the entire experience of being home sort of thing. But you want to go home. That's true. Because you're (laughs) a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I would have stayed in Argentina and traveled if I didn't get hurt. But I had made an appointment for one sushi and two, my orthopedist. Those (laughs) were the two appointments that I made before I even flew out of Argentina. I mean, I made them the, the the day after I got, I was done the final. I, oh wait, it wasn't the day after I had to do my exits. So I guess when we were all back and we had wrapped, I was like, doctor, I need this. And went on Instagram. I was like, Jesse, I need sushi. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I really cared about was getting home and finding, especially when you don't know what's going on with your body, finding out what is, because they weren't going to help me out there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any seasons that you look at? Because we alluded to the wind before. Do you have any seasons that you feel like you pinpoint as like the one that got away? Definitely. Which, dual one, dual you, one was the one that got away. One thousand percent. I had a chance to call out Svetlana and I didn't. Um. And though. <sighs> I just didn't believe in myself as much then. I think if I had, like, the fire that I have now differently, internally, physically, I did then. I didn't care who wanted to wrestle me. I didn't care what we had to do. I was doing it. If I had what I have now, that the I don't give a fuck as much, I think it happens when you get older. Yeah. <laughs> but if I would have had that, I think that I would have won more. Mm-hmm. Um. I also think that there was, like, a lot of judgment back then, especially with teams, where, like, 
there were guys that were like, no, you're not good enough to go to the final. So, like, they didn't care if you left or not. Nobody was fighting for you to stay or thinking that you were an asset, even though you helped win things. Um, but definitely Duel 1 got away. Duel 2, I wish I would have just jumped over that puzzle because I would have then probably gotten second place. Mm-hmm. Uh because people always think that I'm the reason that Mark got third, but it's like a whole other, it's a whole other thing that that took us forever there together. Um, so I think that I think that Inferno three I could have won with my team. It was mm-hmm. like a four mile run with puzzle pieces, like yeah, they carried Susie. So um, you know things there, like there. <laughs> well there was that 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 time and you know up to recently where it was like i kept leaving right before the final so who knows which ones i would have won yeah yeah it was like such a thing of of (laughs) it was such a thing of getting right before the final and now you've obviously you made the final of all stars one and then now you've just recently experienced and with all stars one i wasn't going to kill myself either because it was like i didn't get enough points the first day so even if I came in first the second day, I wouldn't have beat any of the guys with my points. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? I'm not running up this thing. I was like seeing like like stars and colors, and I had this much space to like walk. So and then there was just a a straight rock hill down to your death. Like, I just didn't care at that point. But, um. It's crazy because, like, you get in the final, now that you know that they, what they are, you're like, why do we want to do this to ourselves, you know? Right. Especially if there's only, like, one or two winners. I, th- I thought for sure, like, and I guess we could use All-Stars 1 as an example. I thought there should have been, like, a guy. Yeah, like, me too. Even though I love Yes and I'm so happy for him, it, it would have made old school sense to do first, second, and third. Yeah. Not a guy and a girl, just whoever came in first, second, and... Th- well... Well, then they technically would have did that already, then. Cause... No, then they could have done, like... Just done it by points, then. Okay, yeah, that would have been a because good Because then it would have been, yes... Uh, whoever came in second, Mark? Darrell. And Darrell, then... and then... Mark. Kellyanne or... Kellyanne and John Kellyanne A. and John A. Yeah. Which could have split whatever... Or yeah. they would have done it by, like, this... I mean, it was a point system. Mm-hmm. They would have been, like, who crossed first? I mean, it was about points, though, so... I don't know. They could have done it that way, and I would have been like, okay, cool. All right. Feels like back in the day. <laughs> well, you I know- asked CJ for it this time, too. I was like, third place? Second place? Anything? Third place? Nothing? <sighs> he doesn't make the rules. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. Well, you mentioned before about not giving an F. See, I did the thing, like the bounce off your point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody brings up your, um, I think this is everybody's favorite, like, fight moment of yours was, like, the Gauntlet 2 moment. I hate that moment. That's why I brought it up. I was like, I know that because they said that you didn't really didn't like that moment. Was that, like, the one that... Uh, the one re- that I'd like them to erase? Yes. Mm-hmm. What was it about that? Just what you said or... It was, Hasella and I were doing, like, a dare to be different, let's switch outfits day. And then I had all, I don't wear dresses. I was in, like, a sundress with a belt on. I had, like, cowboy boots and my mohawk with, like, ridiculous eyeshadow. Like, it wasn't a day to fight. 
Mm-hmm. And like, I'm tough, but like, I'm not like that. And it was just very like, not me. And maybe it was me at 24. Or however old I was, 20, 24? 25? Sounds about right. Whatever. Um, I didn't really drink, so I'm trying to remember like what age I was. Um, so like mid-20s. And it just looks stupid. Like, I didn't like Kara, and she did not like me. But I also was like, they were trying to make Cam feel bad or like not do something. And I'm like, girl, compete. Like, do what you got to do. Because Cameron was a great. I loved Cam. Yeah. So it was so petty, though. And like, Timmy's in back of me, <laughs> mocking me. <laughs> and then I'm going to see him, you know, in June when I go to Pittsburgh. So I'm really excited about that because I have not seen that man in eons. So that should be fun. But was- now Kara and I are fine. We've yeah. been fine. We were just like children then. We were kids. I, I can imagine like living it and hating it, but like from a third person's point of view, finding it funny. <laughs> like I'm sure you you would laugh at it if it wasn't you. I mean, S my D was a little extreme, but it's not the first time I've I've said it or someone from Philly said it. So it's like it could have been worse. I could have actually gone down the sand and like chased her. <laughs> but I did it because that's I, the one thing about me is that I, I won't fight on these shows like that's ridiculous it's not worth it mm-hmm. and no one's ever like I have enough self-control like I wasn't I didn't grow up like fighting people like that's not how I was raised so mm-hmm. I just do have a little bit of a mouth on me which I've calmed down and people are a little disappointed by that but eh. Listen, you're, just, you're just becoming zen that's all it is I know but zen's not fun I mean it's great for my mental health but like you know, you pick and choose your battles. Right. Do you have any advice that uh, now Anissa would give to younger Anissa on the shows? I mean, believe in yourself more. Fight. Fight a little harder. I stood my ground, though. I always, you know, I didn't take any shit. So I, I really commend young me for not uh, letting anyone, you know, basically break my spirit. Um, Because I definitely went through a lot of stuff. But, you know, old me would tell young me that that they're proud of me for for standing up for myself and for giving everything I had. So maybe maybe not as much profanity as a young girl. But what's done is done. I mean, they aren't words that you've never heard before. So. Well, that was just a really sweet moment you had right there. You give yourself some credit. You know, you, that, was, that was, was very sentimental. <laughs> oh, man. But I know from time to time you do share some posts involving you and Diem, and I find those also very heartwarming as well. I was going to ask, do you have any um, specific favorite memory of Diem? I mean, I feel like I love them all. It was just a lot of rivals, too, that um, because we weren't rivals. We were actually really good friends. Yeah. So that was funny to me that we were rivals because I feel like the minute we were paired up is like the minute we were butting heads. Yeah. Um, I loved when she had like a little bit of feistiness that would come out. And my favorite moments are that because she's so sweet. But when she's heated, her mouth would get kind of dry and she would talk really fast. And it was just like. 
That was her. And she would always call me baby girl, which is just so cute. And I loved, there was this innocence about her, but like this fierce passion for like life and, you know, splash of politics. And she was just so smart. Um, but I really enjoyed, what did we do? We did an event, I think in New York. And I mean, we danced our asses off that night and the VMAs. We had a good time. Um, but I miss her, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think a day goes by that I don't think about her. Yeah, that's sweet. The VMAs too. That's another thing you just brought up. <laughs> you guys were always going to those back in the day too. Like that was. Yeah, such- they were good. Yeah, they were fun. The yeah. movie awards were fun too, though. The Real World Bash. Remember that? Mm-mm. You weren't at that. No, wait. I was. It's when they had all the real world people together. And there yeah, was real all world of us in California. Yes, yes. Yeah, where they pushed that comedian in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Was that the, Are that you even old enough for this? No. no. But, it was like know. the first time I met Tech, and he was like selling his own underwear at that point. Willie was there. Yep. And then, yeah, we were all there. That was a good time. That was the only time, I think, that they did that. Yeah, it was a good time though. It was like the last time like I hung out with Kyle and Cara like and Kara. Jesus. Listen, the the name is so like, you know. Yeah. It's, it's normally Kara, so I've never really said it any other way until I met Kara. Right. You, speaking of which, do you have like a um cuz this I had Veronica on recently and this was a popular uh, talking point everybody <laughs> got a kick out of we talked about mount rushmore and i asked her um i asked her her female mount rushmore so would you mind if i ask you the same question mm. you can put, if you choose to you don't have to answer this but um i put rachel up there i put emily up there okay um i mean i'd throw veronica up there Mm-hmm. You can I put never yourself did. if you want. Yeah, but I don't really need to be up there. You don't need to, but you also... No, can. I could have just etched the people that are on the mountain. I don't really need to be on it. You know, what? if they're like Mount Rushmore and like friends, like I'd, I'd come up and put like a little thing, but I don't really care. Like I don't need all of it. Um, I mean, you could stick me up there as you want as like an honorary member, but I'm trying to think of a fourth human human yeah fourth human that was really good because the thing is that like veronica was great politically like physically like she did a lot of shit and i think is a trailblazer too yeah so for it may have not worked out her favor like the last couple of seasons but she did all the hard work in the beginning especially for women Mm -hmm. um so I, she needs to be up there clearly for more than one reason. Um, I'm like, who did we, who was on the show? I mean, I might even put John A up there at this point. Yeah. You know, you go from like not doing anything on challenges and getting in weird relationships. And she loves me. That's my little sister. I could say this. Getting in weird relationships, not giving a shit about the show to like, Turning it all around, having a family, getting married, and then fighting for said family and winning back to back. And now becoming like 
the person that wants to get you want to get paired up with first, you know, um, and being a force and now being looked at as like a very strong competitor. And I love I love that transition. So I'll toss her up there. That's so special about all stars, though, in particular, like this is the special part about it is people who like during their original stints on the show might have not had like the biggest imprint like on the game could come back now as like a changed version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Now they actually have something to fight for, like an elevated stake in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I should go have a kid. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a pet. I'm fighting for my pet. Listen, it's like the token thing. I'm fighting for my kid. <laughs> and then everybody stops. I gotta find on something you. else. <laughs> everybody stops hating on you on social media, you know, it gets better. Right? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll take I'll take the trolls. Yeah. I'll take them on. You'll take on the brunt. Mm-hmm. But um, thanks for hopping on here today. I had a great yeah, time of course. chatting with you, you know, breaking the ice. Maybe in the future we could have another, um, you know, shindig at this. But Of course. Yeah. But thanks. I'm not opposed to it. Not opposed. I'll take, I'll take not opposed. <laughs> I, would, I would surely do this again with you. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> needed, to, needed the uh, affirmation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the lack of enthusiasm. My back hurts. I did a lot of squats yesterday. Now I have to go on a walk with my friend. It's just a lot on the body. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, you're preparing for those that comeback, that inevitable. <laughs> can we yeah. can we get a nugget here too? Like, would if it was up to you, like right now, like your comeback season, would you take All Stars or like flagship if you were to make your comeback? Ah, uh, I don't know. We could let it play out. You don't have to answer that. I mean, I'll do both. I'd love to do. So the thing is. I'm not doing 39. I said I wasn't going to do 39 on when I was on 38. Mm-hmm. So regardless of the injury, I wanted to take a break. Mm-hmm. I really want to do 40, though. That's I think I I feel like it's going to be sick. I really want it to be yeah. like old school versus new school. Mm-hmm. I really think it needs to happen. I feel like people have been asking for it. On 30 gave us dirty 30. People enjoyed that season. Um, it was just messy enough, and people want the mess. People want the trash talk. People want that. People also want to see, you know, old school versus, I mean, vets versus rookies. I was a vet. I had done like two shows um, <laughs> or three shows and I was considered a vet and I'm like, and I really believed it, you know, and we were against the rookies who, even though some were older than me, I was ready to go. I was like, fuck that. Nah, 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 nah. Like, yeah. and there was this, I don't know. I just think it, it needs to be. You hit the or, nail on the head. Or like an inferno type of like teams. Like I think it should be teams. We haven't done teams in forever, except for like little teams. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to start making things weird. You, well, things need to be weird. I mean, that's a given. But um, <laughs> no, you hit you hit it right on the head because um, with like other reality show competitions, I notice like those milestone numbers they usually go big. Like Survivor's gone big. Big Brother usually goes big. It almost feels right. Like, Dirty 30 did have that feel of, like, it, this feels like, you know, sort of a cornerstone-type season. Mm-hmm. Like you, came, you came back. Veronica came back. Um, Derek came back. Like you. Yeah, it, like, I hadn't been on for a while. Yeah, like, if I don't even know where I was. <laughs> I don't even know what show I did before that. Yeah, Bloodlines, I believe. 
Ah. It took like not, two years, two years about. Which seems so long, but they only used to do one a year. So now they're doing more. They Then they started doing two a year. Then people started calling them by numbers instead of names. It's like season 38, and I'm starting to do it now, too. Um, but because it's like ride or die. I mean, the gauntlet's easy. Inferno's easy. Like, those were fun. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We shall see. I mean, it, I love All Stars and I miss it. So, like, maybe because it's less time. But I don't know. Wherever we'll the wind happens. goes. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll let you go now. But uh, thank okay. you again for. Uh, yeah, no worries. Cool. All right. Okay. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.